Hello again. Welcome to Spinning Singles. I'm Todd, doing it kind of late today. It's Sunday evening at a busy day. Wanted to get this in, though. Um, before we get started, I want to back up a little bit. Last week, we ended up with um, the second week of May in 1983 on the Billboard charts. There's one song on the Hot 100 that I wanted to talk about, um, and then we'll move on to the next week. It actually came in at number 86 and only made it to 61. Pretty obscure. It was by a group called Sheriff, and it would have been obscure, except they brought it back five years later and it hit number one. So when we get to 1988, I'll talk about it again. But originally it was released on the Capitol label with a picture sleeve, and it shows a picture of the group on both sides, and it's called When I'm With You. And because it was re-released, uh, the original is worth a lot more than the reissue. And this one I'd say is worth about 10 bucks if you can find an original. And that's Sheriff, When I'm With You, at number 86 that week. So let's get started. Uh, May 21st, 1983 is the first week I want to talk about for this episode. And there were four songs to debut in the top 40 this week. And you can definitely notice the music changing as we move forward into the 80s. And this first song, coming in at number 30, jumped up from 41, and it's by a group called Kaja Gugu, and that's how it's spelled as it sounds. And the song's called Too Shy, and got a ton of airplay, and, and did make it all the way up to number five on the Hot 100. So it was a really big hit. Did have a picture sleeve. It's black with the name in yellow and green on the front, and a picture of the group on the back. And later pressings or later group songs, where it was just shortened to Kaja. But this was Kaja Gugu, and that's Too Shy. And um, like I said, big, big hit. Uh, not worth a lot because it was such a big hit. But actually, it was their only top 40 hit. So, yes, you could consider them a one-hit wonder here in the United States. Uh, next song we're going to talk about um, Came in right behind it at number 31. It was also a huge hit. It was by Eddie Grant. It's called Electric Avenue. And that one was played an awful lot to the point where it's one of those songs that I kind of have a hard time hearing nowadays because they heard it so much. So a little bit of burn factor on that one. Eddie Grant recorded for the Portrait label, and which is a black label. And um, no picture sleeve with this, but it went all the way to number two nationally. So it got a huge amount of airplay. And you still hear it. And was he a one-hit wonder? Absolutely not, because he had another song, and we'll talk about that later. But this is the one that put him on the map, and that's Electric Avenue by Eddie Grant. Probably about a 3 to $4 record, not expensive at all. Next song to come in was um, a song that just made it in the top 40, uh, another hit by Christopher Cross. It's called No Time for Talk on the Warner Brothers label. It's from his album Another Page, and... Uh, wasn't nearly as successful as some of the others. It only made it to number 33 nationally. And uh, kind of a mid-tempo, upbeat song, and not one you hear on the radio at all, pretty much uh, anywhere. I haven't heard it. And um, no picture sleeve with this one, but it's still a Christopher Cross song, and that's No Time for Talk. And that came in at 39 that week. And speaking of just making it in the top 40, here's another song by Pat Benatar, and that's off the Get Nervous album. And it's called Looking for a Stranger. And it came in at 40 and would only go to 39. That's as high as it got nationally. Still on the Chrysalis label. And it did have a picture sleeve, Looking for a Stranger, with her on the cover. And a picture of her albums on the back. 
Uh, again, an upbeat song that you do not hear at all today and only heard it a couple times when it was out. Uh, not a big hit for her and just made the top 40 at number 39, and that's Pat Benatar. Um, and I am going to talk about two songs that hit the Hot 100 that week. Uh, the first one being by the soul group Gladys Knight and the Pips that have been around a long, long time. And they hadn't had a Hot 100 hit in a while. And this one came in at number 90. It crossed over from the R&B charts and went to number 66 uh, nationally. So it wasn't huge. It's called Save the Overtime for Me. And it's a very good R&B groove on this song on the Columbia label uh, from their album Visions. Um, it did not have a picture sleeve. So it's probably about a 3 to $4 record. But still one of their better songs that I remember. And I do remember hearing this on the radio. Um, and that saved the overtime for me by Gladys Knight. And the next song I'm going to talk about, actually the last one I'm going to talk about, happened to be the last chart appearance for B.J. Thomas, who had been big in the 70s and kind of went country when the 80s got here. And this was a bigger country hit, but it did cross over onto the pop charts for a few weeks. Um, and it came in at 93. It's Whatever Happened to Old Fashioned Love, and that's as high as it got. It's on the uh, Columbia label, but Cleveland International uh, was the actual import, but it's a Columbia subsidiary. Great, great song. I heard it on the radio a lot on country stations when it was out. And like I said, it did get enough airplay to cross over to the uh, top 40 uh, stations. But um, that was the last appearance by B.J. Thomas. And that's whatever happened to Old Fashioned Love, probably about a 3 to $4 record and no picture sleeve with that one. Which brings us to the last week in May of 1983, and it was a very busy week because there were seven songs that debuted in the top 40 that week, and that's a lot. That's a lot of songs to come in that are new. So the first one in the highest debut that week came in at 32, and it was by the Little River Band, and it's called We Too. And it's a song I just, you know, I had to listen to it the other day because I didn't remember what it sounded like. You never hear it on the radio. Um, it came in at 32 and would go to 22 nationally. So it was a mid-range hit for them. And it was from the album The Net. And they were still recording on Capitol at that time. And the thing about this record is they kind of got caught with a label design switch. It was released on the Purple label in early of 83. And then released again on the newer uh, black label with the rainbow around it. So we too, actually, you can find it on two different colored labels. The capital version is a little bit more expensive because that was the first one. I'd say that's about a $5 record. And the black and color band label is probably about a $3 record. It did not have a picture sleeve, though. And that's the Little River Band with we too. Next song to come in right behind it at number 33 had been a song by the Bee Gees, who had not had a lot of chart action in the 80s so far. And this was called The Woman in You. And it did have a picture sleeve. It came in at 33 and would go to 24. And this was actually from a movie um, called Staying Alive. I don't know if you remember that movie, but uh, it's from the soundtrack. And it's on the RCO Silver label. And um, not too many hits for the Bee Gees in the 80s, but this is one that hit the top 40. And it only made it to 24 nationally, so it's not one that got a ton of airplay, and it's not one you hear nowadays either. 
And it's probably about a four to five dollar record. Don't see the picture sleeve that much. That's kind of tough to find with them. It shows the Brothers Gibb on the front and a picture of the soundtrack on the back of Staying Alive. And that's The Woman in You by the Bee Gees. Uh, next song to come in right behind it at number 34 was a song, uh, the first solo top 40 hit for Jim Capaldi. And he was a member of Traffic. So he was influenced by their sound and influenced by the sound of Steve Winwood, of course. And this song's called That's Love. And it came in at 34. We'll go to 28 nationally. It did have a picture sleeve. Kind of a mid-tempo adult contemporary song. Uh, the thing about this, it's got a picture sleeve with him and a cat on the cover. And he's looking down at the cat in a, kind of a cool picture sleeve. And it's called That's Love. And um, his only solo top 40 hit, believe it or not. He did put another one in the Hot 100, which we'll talk about it a little later. But that's the only one he appeared on the top 40, and that's Love by Jim Capaldi. Probably about a $5 record with the sleeve, and he's on the Atlantic record label. So the next song to come in right behind it at number 35 was um, a song by DeBarge, and we had already talked about them last week. And this was their second top 40 off of All This Love, and that's the name of this song. It's called All This Love. It was another ballad by them on the Gordy label and did not have a picture sleeve, but this is just a nice, sweet song by DeBarge, and it would go to number 17, so it was a pretty decent hit for them. Uh, no picture sleeve, and it was very similar to their previous hit called I Like It. I uh, did hear this on the radio. You hear it occasionally now. And it's probably about a 3 to $4 record for DeBarge, the family act from, I believe, Michigan. And the next song, we still got three more to talk about that came in this week. So like I said, it's a busy, busy week for debuts, May 28, 1983. And um, the next song to come in turns out to be my favorite song by this group, and it's by the Kinks. And they were known for having huge hits back in the 60s and 70s, and they hadn't had a top 40 hit in a long time. And they came in with this one at number 37, would go to number six, and it's called Come Dancing. Very upbeat, danceable song. Uh, cool picture sleeve, retro-looking picture sleeve with a guy and a girl dancing and kind of some uh, stripes on the back. And it's even showing from the soon-to-be-released album, The Kinks. And uh, that's Come Dancing. What a great song this was. Very upbeat. You would definitely recognize it as soon as you heard it. And um, The Kinks do have some value. This song's probably about a $10 record with the picture sleeve. And that's The Kinks with Come Dancing. And like I said, if you've never heard it, it's a great song. Listen to it. Um, and the next song to come in, Right behind it at 38 was a ballad by Kenny Rogers, and it's called All My Life. And it did have a picture sleeve, a black and white picture sleeve with him on the cover and just titles on the back. And this is a ballad, so I didn't hear this too much. Actually, the B-side I like better. It's called Farther I Go. So I listened to that, but All My Life only peaked at number 37 nationally, so it didn't get much higher than 38. Not a big, valuable record and not one I heard a lot. But the thing about Kenny Rogers, he had passed a few years ago, and I just noticed he's got a brand new compilation coming out over the summer of, of things that have never been released. So I'll be curious to see what that sounds like and what types of songs are on there. He was basically known for a lot of duets as well, and I understand there's also duets on this album. So I'll be curious when this album comes out in the summer. And that's Kenny Rogers with All My Life. And the last song I'm going to talk about 
that debuted that week came in at number 40, and it was by a group called Madness, and they had never charted before. This was their first hit, and it's called Our House. Very, very catchy song. I heard it a lot on the Geffen label from their album Self-Titled Madness. It did have a picture sleeve, which is kind of hard to find nowadays. Um, shows the group in the middle of a triangle, a triangle used in, in the game of pool, and an eight ball up in the corner. So it's kind of cool looking sleeve. And that's our house, very upbeat and new wave-ish sounding. And it was a big hit because it went to number seven nationally on the charts. And the picture sleeve is probably worth five to six dollars. The record's maybe three to four because it was such a big hit. And that's uh, Madness by the group Madness with our house. Excuse me, refreshing my voice there. And the last song I'm going to talk about hit the Hot 100 this week. My favorite by far from this group and my favorite of the bunch we just talked about. And I first heard this song, I would hear it a lot over the summer, the upcoming summer of 1983 when I went down to the shore. But this one debuted at 88 and would only go to 58. It's by the group Berlin, and it's called The Metro. And it's a cool, cool song. Uh, picture sleeve showing Terry Nunn through a window in the front, and it's from their album Pleasure Victim. And I heard it a lot on the radio station in Ocean City called 100 KHI. I believe that's what it was. And they played it a lot, enough to where I thought it would be a big hit, but unfortunately it wasn't. But a great, great song, and it's actually kind of hard to find now because it didn't uh, really get that high. Say it's about a 10 to $15 record if you can find it in really good shape. Very new wave-ish sounding, kind of like Madness, but very cool song. Uh, the Metro by Berlin. Highly recommended if you've never heard it. And that brings us to uh, June 1983. So we're getting closer to summer and we're getting closer to the time when I'm out of school. I remember that. And the first song I'm going to talk about the week of June 4th that hit the top 40 was a big, big, huge song. In fact, it may have been the number one song of the year, but it came in at number 36, brand new, debuting in the Hot 100 by The Police. It's called Every Breath You Take, and it would go to number one and spend eight weeks up there. So it was up there most of the latter part of the summer. It was number one. And from their album Synchronicity, um, heard this song all over the place to the point where I got tired of hearing it. Now I can listen to it now because they don't play it as often. But back when it was out, you couldn't turn on the radio without hearing this song sometime, somewhere. And because of that, it's not a valuable record by the police at all. I'd say it's a 3 to $4 record. The album is fantastic, had plenty of hits off of it, and that's the first one, Every Breath You Take by The Police. And the only other song I'm going to talk about that debuted that week, since last week was so busy, we only had two this week, came in at number 40, and it was a country crossover, and they've really been cutting down. We're heading into 83 where country crossover was fading out. But this was by Alabama, and it's called The Closer You Get. Came in at 40, would only make it to 38 nationally, and that's as high as it got. A much bigger hit on the country charts. Uh, thing about this song was it also was a bubbling under hit for Rita Coolidge, of all people. She recorded it as well and had a version of The Closer You Get. So if you listen to both versions, they're quite different, but they're both good in their own right. But Alabama's version, I'd say it's maybe a $3 record. Their records do not bring a lot of money, and it did not have a picture sleeve at all. And that's The Closer You Get by Alabama. So we got time to talk about one more week in June, and there were four new songs that came in this next week. And I'm talking about June 11th, 1983. And the first song I'm going to talk about 
is probably one of my favorite songs by Mr. Rod Stewart. Love the song a lot. Thought it was going to be a huge hit. It's called Baby Jane. What a great upbeat song. Came in at 32, would go to 14, so it was a pretty decent hit for him. A lot of airplay, heard it a lot. Just one of those songs you want to roll down the window and listen to it while you're driving down the road. And it was from the album Body Wishes, and that's Rod Stewart with Baby Jane, No Picture Sleeve. Not a valuable record, but a great record to listen to. If you've ever heard it, please listen to it. And that was Rod Stewart. Next song to come in that week at 35 was another hit by Bob Seger. And speaking out on the road, this was a, a very traveling song, too. It's called Roll Me Away, and it would peak at number 27 nationally. So it wasn't huge for him, but it was a top 40. And basically, it's about him on his motorcycle traveling, and it's a cool song. I like this song, too, a lot. The picture sleeve is shows him on the cover and the picture of the album on the back. And this sleeve is, is very dark in color. So to find one without ring wear is really tough. And if you can find one without ring wear, it's probably a 5 to $6 sleeve. Otherwise, it's, it's not worth much at all. And by then, Capital had switched over to the black and color band, color band label that I was talking about with the Little River Band earlier. And that's Roll Me Away. Last song, well, actually two more songs to talk about. And this next song was by an artist I had never heard of before. And it was called um, Don't Pay the Ferryman by Chris DeBerg, and it was a rock song, very cool song about uh, traveling down the river sticks and not uh, fixing a price. So I'll leave that. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. But it uh, was on AM, came in at 39, would go to number 34, and a cool song to listen to on the radio. And in fact, I liked it so much it did hit number one on my countdown. But that's Chris DeBerg and Don't Pay the Ferryman at number 39, probably about a $5 record. Um, for Chris. And the last song I'm going to talk about was another top 40 by A Flock of Seagulls. And it came in at 40, would only go to 26, and it's called Wishing. And it did have a picture sleeve. And this is kind of a mid-tempo song. And in parentheses, it's called If I Had a Photograph of You, but it does have a picture sleeve. And the thing about this song was it was released uh, twice with two different numbers on the same label, on the Jive label. And don't ask me why it was, but um, the one I have with the picture sleeve has the number 2006, but it was also released with another number on it, which I thought was interesting. That happened a couple times in 1983, and that's one of them. And that's Wishing a Flock of Seagulls. And we're going to pick up with the middle of June of 1983 next week. So I hope you enjoyed uh, your walk down memory lane for 1983 in the summer so far. I'm Todd, and we'll talk to you then.